News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, I am Mark Hespin. This is On the Mark, brought to you by the amazing people at Cunis Country Honda Hyundai and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. I can speak from experience. As you know now, if you've been listening, I joined the Cunis family myself about a month ago. Could not be happier with the decision I made. It's simple. If you're in the market for a new vehicle or a used vehicle and you don't check out Cunis Quincy at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, you are doing yourself a massive disservice. Go to CunisQuincy.com, Faith Family Giving Back. Tell Jason Buxman, those great guys over there, that Mark sent you. They'll get you a great deal on a new or used vehicle. Welcome on into the show. As always, you can follow me and get involved with the show on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. I am broadcasting live from the KHMO studios here in beautiful downtown Hannibal. It is a gorgeous morning. The heat finally going away, and uh, looks like it's going to be an absolutely amazing weekend. Hopefully it is for uh, you as well, wherever you may be listening. Uh, obviously, so much to get to. Wednesday afternoon, I wanted to jump on this mic so badly and and, and start getting into it, diving into what everything that's going on. And uh, so we have a lot, lot to get to. As always, if you listen to the show, you know that we start off on the mark always with Hespin headlines, and that's no different. But there's only one this week, and so let's jump into it. Episode 52 of On the Mark, it's Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. There's only one headline this week, and that's because the biggest thing that happened in the world of sports this week was a movement that started inside the bubble in Orlando. The headline is it of itself, the bubble gave power to the players, and they used it. Uh, the past months in this country have been filled with virus talk and forward-thinking political movement talk, racial injustice talk in the NBA players more than any other players in the uh, of any sport across the United States especially are very socially active people I think back to just a couple months ago when the NBA season was canceled and they're talking about getting it going and they're talking about the bubble in Orlando and we sat here on this show and talked about how Kyrie Irving and some of the other major players were skeptical about even joining the bubble and restarting the season, not because of COVID, but because they didn't want the country to get distracted and get back to normal. That after the brutal murder of George Floyd, they did not want the country to forget They wanted to keep pressing on and make a stand here and now. They relented, and I thought it was a smart decision at the time. I still think it was a smart decision because the platform that they have 
is huge. The only reason we really get to hear from Doc Rivers, that amazing speech from Doc Rivers on Wednesday night, the only reason, uh, on uh, Tuesday night, excuse me, the only reason we get to hear LeBron James's thoughts is besides if you follow him on Instagram or Twitter, is those post-game press conferences, those pre-game press conferences, those in-game conversations that they're having with the reporters. There's nowhere in their contracts that say when you stick a microphone in their face after or before or during a game, they have to talk about the game. No. They're human beings with a platform who are allowed to talk about whatever they want to talk about, no matter what questions are asked. And they use that platform. Now, whether you agree with it or not, I don't really care because my opinions on it don't matter either. The fact of the matter is, the facts of this are, they have this platform. And they can use it however they see fit. Because the NBA, their bosses, the owners, the TV contracts, the commissioner, they've given them the power to do so. And if you don't like it, again, that's on you. And you can choose to turn on or turn off the platform and watch the games or not. I'm not going to sit here and argue that. If you won't watch the NBA games, if you won't watch baseball games because of kneeling, if you won't watch football games because of kneeling, that's on you. You make that choice. You're an adult. Just like the athletes who are adults have the choice to speak up or not speak out. So what happened on Wednesday? Well, after the uh, shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, reigniting the fire that no matter how much they put Black Lives Matter on the court or how much they've been speaking out these players, they felt, and again, I'm not saying anything's right or wrong. I'm just purely talking about what happened, what transpired. They felt the need to once again stop, go away from the normalcy of sitting there and getting to watch your NBA action and say, hey, you're clearly not listening to us. You're not taking this seriously. Because again, we just watched a horrific video. And the officers are not been charged. So what happens? Wednesday, the Bucks, Milwaukee, Kenosha, a couple miles just south of Milwaukee. It's really like the halfway point. I've been to Kenosha. I grew up in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. I played football in Kenosha. It's a halfway point between Chicago and Milwaukee. Great, beautiful city on the lake, Lake Michigan. That even though the officer was put on leave, the players felt that nothing was it wasn't it wasn't enough. They wanted charges. They wanted this person. They wanted justice to be held accountable for their actions. So what happens? The Bucks postponed their game. They're not, they they uh, didn't tell anyone they were going to do it. There was murmurs and rumbling. But they decided, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks decided, the MVP of the league, last year's MVP, this year's MVP, this year's defensive player, probably you could argue the best player in the league right now. I would sit here and argue LeBron James still is, but we'll go with Giannis. He's the MVP, right? Uses his power. The Bucks use their power and say, we ain't playing. And chaos kind of breaks loose. The NBA goes into uh, kind of panic mode. 
Chris Paul, the head of the Players Association, says, okay, okay, let's let's handle this. They cancel the rest of the games on Wednesday. What you maybe don't know is that what did the Bucks do when they were sitting in their locker room after they postponed their game and refused to come out? They didn't just sit there and sit on Twitter and post hashtags. They called their owner. Their owner, a billionaire in the state of Wisconsin, has a lot of influence and power in the largest city in Wisconsin and Milwaukee. He gets on the phone with the Attorney General of Wisconsin and the Lieutenant Governor. And Giannis and the players and the owner sat there and they talked for hours about what the players wanted to see happen in the city of Kenosha and to the police officer who shot Jacob Blake in the back seven times when he was unarmed. That's what they talked about. They used, instead of going out and playing a game that in the grand scheme of things is meaningless, mindless entertainment, they used their power to speak to people of power. Now, that is an inspiring thing to me. That is what I we want from our celebrities and our athletes and people of power, right? You and I, who am I? I, I? I'm just a guy. The power I have is the power to vote, right? Or the power to peacefully protest. That's the power I have as an average American. That's, those are very powerful things, right? The power to vote, to elect, to put people in power. It's a powerful thing. But celebrities and athletes, these people, multimillionaires, they have different influence. You know why? Because they are economies. They represent millions and millions of dollars of business and economy to billionaires. And billionaires, we know, have a ton of power because they themselves are economies. And their word means a lot to these politicians who create the powers, the structures, and the influence and the laws. So instead of playing the game, the Milwaukee Bucks actually tried to get something done. And I give them a tremendous credit for that. And it doesn't it doesn't personally offend me that they didn't play the game. And they instead said, hey, you know what? There's something bigger going on in this country right now. We're going to try to use some of the influence that we, the little more influence that we have over you, the average citizen, and try to make a change. Try to stand up for something that we all collectively believe in. Now, then the players get together. They start meeting Wednesday night. We hear that LeBron James and the Lakers and the Clippers voted to cancel the season. They walked out. And this is where the bubble gave the players power. And this is what I want to get back to in this. Is that the fact of the matter is, those players, there's nothing stopping LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul from literally just walking out of the bubble. They could walk out. Just walk out of the hotel rooms, get in a car, drive out of the bubble, get in a plane and leave Orlando. There's nothing stopping them from doing that. Now, there's consequences to those actions that they make. But they sent a message to their owners, to the billionaires, to the guys whose pocketbooks are big, big at stake. Now, obviously, they're millionaires and their pocketbooks, they have big, big things at stake as well. 
saying, you know, we're we're willing to leave. We're willing to walk out. And you lose all this money. And I get it. We're going to take a hit on this too. We lose money. But they flex the muscle that they have. And in doing so, what has happened? Well, since Wednesday night, we now know the players have come to an agreement with the owners on a social justice movement. They uh, they have come together and they have talked about what is important to them. And apparently uh, the players and the owners agreed that in the coming months, the players, the owners will get behind supporting things like voting rights, social justice, racial equality, and police reform. So the players flex their muscle as millionaires to get the billionaires with the real influence, the owners, who can make the call to the governor, who can make the call to the attorney general, who can put pressure on the police unions and police reform in, in, in their local economies and their local states. They made something happen. Now, whether you agree with it or not, again, not really what I care about and not what you care about my opinion on it. Honestly, whether you agree with it or not, that's on that's on all of us to try to figure out what side of the aisle you, you land on that. What I'll say is that's what they did. They used their power to try to make change and influence. And I'll just say this. I like seeing that from my athletes. I don't want my athletes to just be big dumb jocks. Put ball in hoop. Go home. Make millions of dollars. Go back to gym. Put more balls in hoops. Get paid more millions of dollars. Because you have celebrities trying to influence, right? You get, we all get mad at Hollywood when they go on, they accept their Oscar, and they try to make influence. They just talk politics. They have every right to do that. And you have every right to turn it off if you don't want to hear it. But I like to think that if I was ever a person who had the millions of dollars, and if I felt there was things that really, really bugged me or frustrated me in the system, from government to politics to whatever, social inequalities, that, hey, if it really bothered me, then I knew I had a little bit more power than just going to the polls or just peacefully protesting, that I could maybe use that to make some change. It's also nice to see, in my opinion, the players are unified on this. They're getting together. They're talking. They're having these discussions with the powers that be. And they're making those people make change with them. So where do we stand here now? Well, we stand to the fact that we have NBA action back today. Uh, We have Orlando versus Milwaukee. Milwaukee's up 3-1. I fully expect them to uh, take care of Orlando, get that job done, and uh, move on in that series. You have OKC and Houston tied up at 2-2. OKC had all the momentum. Houston's in a pretty good spot now, especially because they have uh, uh, Westbrook has some more time off, getting healthy. Maybe you'll actually play today. And then the Lakers and Portland, Lakers up 3-1. The late game, I fully expect the Lakers to take care of business and move on. But I also want to read something here before I move on from this and just let you know how impactful this actually was. 
the NBA, which is the social justice league in this in this country, they're the league that has the most power given to them from their owners, from their commissioner to speak out on whatever they want, to make those political statements. They have more freedom to do so than the MLB, the NFL, and the NHL. And I want you to think about this. The players boycotted multiple playoff games and legitimately threatened to walk out and cancel a season, knowing they'd lose millions, but knowing that it's the owners that would lose multi-millions and possibly billions. There's only been one other time in NBA history that a game was boycotted and didn't happen. It was an exhibition game in 1961 when Bill Russell and a handful of other Celtics sat out of the game to protest racial injustice in 1961. 49 years later, here we are, And the players are protesting the same things. And they took a real stand. And again, whether you agree with it or not, that's on us to figure out. That's on you to figure out. Obviously, I like watching NBA basketball. I was excited to watch NBA basketball Wednesday night. But I'm proud to see that these players, in my opinion took the power they had, and legitimately did something with it. They didn't just tweet. They didn't just do a Facebook Live. They legitimately got on the phone and started making phone calls, called their owners, called attorney generals, called governors, put together new platforms and policies and and groups for them to be unified. They legitimately did something about it. And I don't know. I think that's pretty inspiring. That's pretty American, in my opinion. It's about as American as Americana gets, right? Doing something. Affecting change that you want to see happen. Now, whether you agree with that change or not, again, that's on you. But there you go. We got NBA basketball back today, and a movement really happened. I mean, think about it. You had NBA games canceled, playoff games. You had MLB players canceling games. Uh, postponing them, boycotting the NHL, boycotting. I mean, that was a ripple and a movement sent through. These players have real power now. They are multimillionaires. They have huge social media followings across all of these leagues, and they're using that power. And I think it's pretty inspiring to see myself. Uh, there you go. That's Hespin headline number one. When we come back, we'll jump into uh, our biggest, second biggest thing. Uh, listen, it's NFL season, man. It is uh, less than two weeks away. So I'm going to break down and give you my AFC predictions today, NFC predictions next week. And I'll give you who I think is going to make the playoffs. Remember, there's an extra playoff spot. We'll get in all that. You're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and on the KHMO app. Brought to you by the amazing people of Cunis Country, Honda Hyundai. Go to CunisQuincy.com or just uh, stop by the dealership today, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, just south of uh, of uh, Broadway on 36th Street, just north of Maine. Tell Jason Buxman those guys that Mark sent you and you want to make a deal. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Diabetes, high blood. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. 
and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. You're listening to Doug, Jen, and Victoria. I haven't worn a dress for a while. Maybe you ladies appreciate this little household tip. Pin a small safety pin to the seam of your slip, and you won't have any clingy skirt or dress. Well, it's been a while since any of us have worn a slip, probably. A slip? What are we, 1965? (laughs) Where'd you get this email? (laughs) People people don't use slips There's Spanx now, Doug. We wear Spanx. What's a Spanx? Spanx are like, they suck everything in. They're like a modern-day girdle. Okay. Surprise when you take them off. So much This is the DJB Show. Seven days a week on KHMO. This is Cardinals broadcaster Mike Claiborne. Hear all the homers, hits, and great plays throughout the season. Don't miss a minute of it on the Cardinals radio network. St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Time to fly. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Uh, follow on the mark on Facebook. Just search on the mark KHMO. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Get involved with the conversation and go check out my great guys at Cunis Country because they, uh, the only reason I'm on the air right now is because of the great guys at Cunis Country, Honda, Hyundai. Uh, and listen, over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. The, the selection is insane. Uh, that's how I found my used vehicle I bought from them. I was just cruising CunisQuincy.com, and I think to myself, like, oh, man, that is a dream truck. What I wouldn't give to have that. I just uh, stopped by, said, hey, Jason, I was looking at this online. What do you think? Can we make a deal? And I was like, I don't got the best credit in the world. He's like, well, let's look into it. And they make it happen. The, it, the process was so easy in and out. I didn't think I was going to be buying that truck that day, but they made it so easy. Such a great deal with all the guarantees you get from the great people of Cunis Country. Uh, I just can't recommend it highly enough. That you just are. We'd be such a disappointment. In my, in my opinion, if you just didn't at least go check them out, stop by the dealership, go to CunisQuincy.com, see what they have to offer. They're all about their slogan, faith, family, giving back. That is Cunis Country, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right. So, if you didn't know, NFL football, guys, we are so close. We are so close. And it's been crazy because we haven't had the preseason games to talk about. You know, it's been it's been flying under the radar. If, if NFL could fly under the radar, it literally is. And uh, I want to make my AFC predictions today. We did this last year, again, at the start of the year. By the way, three of the four division winners I got right in the AFC last year. I did uh, pick Pittsburgh over Baltimore. I really whiffed on Baltimore last year, looking back at my picks. I had them, I think, at 8-8, eight 7-9. Eight, uh, I just, you know, hey, Lamar Jackson took, it took the league by storm, didn't see it coming. Uh, and, uh, and with Big Ben getting hurt, I, you know, I think I played a large factor in it. But, uh, so I was three of four last year with my AFC divisional winners. Um, I'm going to, uh, make my divisional winners rankings. Listen, I'm not going to get into record picking. Uh, I'm not going to at least share that on the air. I'll just give you where I see them falling in order. Uh, I will, uh, I will post a, a blog on KHMO to actually give you my records. We can go off of that. You guys can hold me to it. Uh, and I, it's just fun stuff. Listen, this is just, uh, this is football, football talk 101. Uh, so let's break it down. Here's who I think is going to win the AFC divisions. Uh, I'll start with what I think is the, uh, Easiest uh, division will go from easy to hard, okay? Uh, I'm going to start with the AFC North. 
I think the AFC North is easy to predict the order. I think Baltimore wins this division. Their schedule is favorable. I don't see them taking a huge step back. I think the Baltimore is going to roll through a lot of the easier competition. Lamar, uh, uh, John Harbaugh, that running game, I I think they're going to add new wrinkles to it. I think he uh, continues to grow. I don't know if he's the MVP of the league again uh, because I think it was a lot of it, like, think that Russell Westbrook here where he wins the, uh, uh, you know, goes triple doubles. I mean, that's kind of how it was with Lamar last year, just a a bat out of heck. You know, didn't see it coming at all. I I like Baltimore to win that division, lock up a playoff spot. I like Pittsburgh to come in second. Um, I know a lot of people are high in Cleveland. I like the talent that Cleveland has. But again, brand new head coach, new system, so I'm going to put them third. I am sick of uh, believing the Cleveland hype train. If they if they shock me and they make the playoffs, I'm willing to own that. But again, I, I got to believe it when I see it with Cleveland. I like Pittsburgh to bounce back, have a good year. Big Ben, kind of a prove-it year. He looks slimmer. They got Juju. Uh, I, I really, really uh, love that defensive front with uh, with Watt. Uh, so I'll take Pittsburgh two, Cleveland three, and Cincinnati. I can't wait to watch Cincinnati. I can't wait to watch Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor. They actually have some good pieces, but again, a bad offensive line, some shaky defensive back uh, play. I think they're going to give up a lot of points. I think they're going to score some points, uh, but I just don't think they're they're just too young. Uh, and I think that uh, it's going to be fun to watch, but I'll take uh, since he finished in fourth that division. Let's move on to the AFC West. I think it's the second easiest division to pick. Obviously, Kansas City, number one. I actually have Kansas City as my one seed as well. I think Kansas City is uh, got all the swagger in the world. They got all their guys locked up. I think they uh, go into camp with the most continuity. Obviously, the defending Super Bowl champions. I don't see them having some sort of hiccup or slow start. I see them rolling through. I like them to win and lock up the one seed and uh, win the AFC West. Uh, Denver, I will take number two uh, in this division. I like Denver a lot. The only thing that worries me with Denver is they are very young. I think Drew Locke is going to be a, a, a very good quarterback in this league, or at least has the chance to be. He's got great weapons around him, but really young weapons. And with no preseason games... I think they could have a shaky start, but watch them click around week seven, week eight. Uh, will it be enough to, uh, to get in the playoffs? We'll see. Uh, I like Denver. I, I like the defense. I like Fangio. Uh, I like to come in second. The Chargers. Here's my thing with the Chargers. Again, a ton of talent. And I think they'll be battling for playoff spot, playoff positioning. Uh, but I just see them um, not winning tight games. I worry about Terod Taylor. I mean, he's he's great, but you know, you're going up against Pat Mahomes twice. You got to go up uh, uh, against that Denver defense twice. The Raiders defense is not a slouch either. I think it's the strength of their team that the, the Raiders front. Um, it's too hard to predict. I, I I like them. I don't love them. I'll take them in the three in the, in the AFC West. Give me the Raiders coming forth. I think the Raiders are going to be a little bit of a disaster this year. Uh, new stadium, new home. Gruden's got all the security in the world. I think him and Carr just don't mesh. I don't know why. I think Carr's talented, but I have a good feeling that Marcus Mariota is going to get some starts this year. Um, Raiders, I think, a little end up being a little disappointing. I don't see them as like a dumpster fire four and twelve. I think I think they're right there at, at around seven and nine, six and ten. It's a tough uh, division, 
Denver through Raiders. I think they're all battling, jockeying for that uh, second spot while Kansas City cruises. Uh, let's move on to the AFC South. I like Tennessee to win. Again, continuity. They got their guys locked up. They got Henry locked up. They got their quarterback locked up. They don't have to worry about quarterback competition going into this year. Tannehill, some comfort level with the offense. They know their identity. And I think there's some shakiness in the in the lower part of this division that they could take advantage of. And I also think they benefit from Houston taking a step back, uh, losing DeAndre Hopkins, losing some continuity. I don't think Houston's going to be nearly as potent offensively, and that's going to hurt them. So I'll take Tennessee 1, Houston 2. I still like Houston a lot because I love Deshaun Watson. He is a top uh, seven quarterback talent in this league right now. Easily, I could make the argument, probably top five. Um, he's got a lot to fight against with his own coach and the own, the decisions they make at his organization. Uh, I think the offensive line though is better. I think, uh, they are going to play good defense as always with JJ Watt. Uh, but I'll take them at two. Indy at three. They're going to be battling. Indy's going to be battling. I, I just don't know what to expect from, from Philip Rivers in a new season, in a new series, in new uniform. It's just hard. It's hard to predict what you're going to get from Phillip. I think that they're going to be about the same. A lot of talent. He throws a lot of picks. He's going to look bad, I think, at times. He'll look good at times. I see them floating around 7-9, and 6-10. and 10. If they're 8-8 eight and eight or more, I, I would be honestly a little shocked. And then Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is the only team that's really purposely trying to not be good. They are the team that is in the uh, the Trevor Lawrence sweep to takes. Kind of like how Miami was last year. They want that number one pick. They want to have fun. They're going to put up some numbers. You're going to see Gardner go out there and sling it, having some fun. But I just overall don't think they're going to be that competitive because they haven't really put a competitive roster together. And then finally, the the, the division that I'm confident at the top, and then the rest is, I mean, flipping some coins here. Uh, Buffalo uh, winning the AFC East, I think, pretty easily. I think they are the best team. They have the most continuity. I like their head coach-quarterback combo. I like the growth. I like that they got uh, Josh Allen Diggs from from Minnesota. Remember, that move happened. Um, I like the talent they've built around him on offense. Uh, Cole Beasley in the slot. Uh, and, I, and I think defensively, they are as good as anyone in the league. Uh, I think they finally break through and they clinch this division this year. I'm going to go New England too, and I'm going to have New England in the playoffs. I'll tell you that now. Their their uh, schedule is fairly easy, and again, I cannot just even though they've lost a lot of talent, a lot of guys opting out. I think Cam is going to shock some people. I think that Belichick wants this. I think he wants to show that he can do this without Tom. I think New England is floating around that eight and eight mark, and they make the playoffs. Uh, and I'm going to put the Jets at three. The only reason I'm putting the Jets at three over Miami, I think Miami has more talent, but Fitz is how much magic can you get left from Fitz? Miami's schedule is brutal. They had their two wide receivers opt out because of COVID. And again, I don't think Miami is looking to necessarily win some games. I, I think that Brian Flores is safe. They have their future with Tua. I don't think you're going to see Tua until after the bye. And they could legitimately only have two or three wins by week eight. I mean, look at Miami's schedule. It's tough. Uh, not that I love the Jets, but I just think that they're going to end up winning some more games than Miami. But if you're by the end of the season, you're going to feel better about Miami. 
But I don't think Jersey's going to win as many games as the Jets. I see them both around five and eleven. Uh, maybe the Jets get to six and six and ten, and that's why they have the uh, the 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 head the head over Miami again. They're about the same. I like Sam Darnold. This is a lot of Sam Darnold. I think he's going to take a step and win some games. So that's where the divisions are. Here's where my predictions for the AFC playoffs. Write it down. I will uh, put it in as a blog for you guys, and and uh, and we'll, we can laugh at me or make fun of me, or maybe I'll be right. We'll we'll figure it out uh, in a couple months from now. But I have Kansas City as a one seed, and they get the only buy. They are the team with the buy in the AFC, in my opinion. I will then take Baltimore with the two, uh, which uh, which uh, they take a. I think Baltimore. Gosh, it's tough. I, I I think defenses are going to adjust more to the running game, but I do think Baltimore takes a step up in the passing game. So I, I don't think they take necessarily overall too much of a step back. But I do think you're going to see Baltimore being defended differently and Baltimore showing different things. Uh, three, I will give to Buffalo. Uh, the four seed, I will give to Tennessee. Your four division winners. So KC with the one, they get the bye. Baltimore the two. Buffalo the three, Tennessee the four. Now that means that the four five matchup in the playoffs, I'm going to take Tennessee Houston. I think Houston, uh, Deshaun Watson's a magic man. He's the Russell Wilson of the AFC. Uh, he makes a lot of, out of nothing. I'll give them the nod at the five seed. The six seed, I'll go to New England. Uh, they get that, that second wild card spot, which means they have Buffalo, uh, in the first round. And then the seven seed, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. So I have uh, the three wild cards is uh, New, uh, Houston, New England, and Pittsburgh squeaks in just over Denver. Um, and I think it might be a head-to-head, a matchup. Like a, I don't know exactly how they get in, but I just trust Big Ben more, and I think Big Ben is on a little bit of a revenge tour as well, and he leads that Pittsburgh roster into the playoffs. There you go. The only thing I would say that wouldn't shock me about my predictions is if Houston ends up being a, a, a dumpster fire a little bit, Deshaun's great, but they're just a dumpster fire, and, and Denver gets in over Houston. That, that would be it, but I'm going to trust Deshaun Watson now as opposed to Drew Locke and Denver. There you go. That's my AFC playoff predictions. We'll do the NFC next week. Keep me on track. That is uh, our second headline. Time to take a break. You're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by the great people of Cunis Country, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. You've got a lot of horror. Author of The Kindness Revolution. I'm wondering how many New Year's resolutions have already been broken. Whether it be fitness, dieting, relationship issues, or others, by now lots of commitments have already been postponed until next year. Maybe the most important word for us is not resolution, but execution. In any endeavor, it's the execution rather than the planning that is the key to success. Nothing happens without execution. No plan, commitment, or resolution is of any value without the key ingredient, execution. You hear losing coaches mention it all the time. We had a good game plan. We just didn't execute it. So resolve this year to execute. That may be the most important resolution we can make. And while you're thinking about it, execute your resolution to be a little kinder. To learn more, join us at thekindnessrevolution.net. I recently read an article regarding a survey of how often fast food companies use the phrases thank you and you're welcome. 
in addition to being interested in the findings, I also found myself asking why. As in, why do we have to do surveys to measure being polite? My conclusion is that we've reached a point in society where manners are so rare, we have to do surveys to determine the companies that practice kindness. Do we really need that? So my message is this. Lead the way in your company. Be polite. Practice manners, courtesy, and kindness. Let your customers and your employees know that they're appreciated. Tell them thank you. You're welcome. And it's my pleasure. When respect is surveyed, make sure your company is at the top. I'm Ed Horrell, author of The Kindness Revolution. We call it America's pastime, the great game of baseball. In Cardinals Nation, it's the fabric of our community. It's the gas house gang, Stan the Man, the old redhead, Ozzy, and now Yachty and Wayno. Two-run home run, Yachty and Molina. Cardinals baseball is part of what makes us us. St. Louis Cardinals baseball, time to fly. Cardinal baseball on News Talk 1070 KHMO Hannibal. Now more than ever, on today, with daytime highs approaching 83. Winds out of the north, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Partly cloudy skies again tonight, lows around 58. Chance for scattered thunderstorms tomorrow. Highs level off around 81, a blend of clouds and sun. Low 80s, Monday, upper 70s by Tuesday. Right now, 73. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. They want to thank everyone for that record-breaking 2019. Uh, they're on the record-breaking uh, 2020 uh, path as well. Uh, just check them out. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, right across from the Village Inn. They are your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, and their used inventory is incredible. Throughout the Cunis Country uh, network of dealers, uh, they can get you what you need. CunisQuincy.com. Join the family like I did. Faith, family, giving back. They live it. They breathe it. That is Cunis Country. All right. Um, well, I want to move on quickly, talk a little baseball here for a couple minutes uh, before we uh, hit our final break and then wrap up the show with some NASCAR talk and uh, what to watch for this weekend. If you didn't know, we are now officially halfway through the baseball season. I know for the Cardinals fans, uh, they haven't gotten as many games in, uh, as uh, as everyone else, uh, but uh, th- their, their sludge uh, continues of games. Uh, but right now, if the uh, as we sit at the halfway mark, it's some really interesting teams that make the playoffs. Remember, there are 16 teams that make the playoffs this year. The top two of each division and then two wildcard teams. So in the American League, you're looking at the Tampa Bay Rays, the best of, uh, record in the East, and the Yankees. They would both be in. Yankees are the two. Uh, in the Central, in the AL Central, it is a three-way tie at the top. Now, based on head-to-head matchups, Cleveland and Minnesota would get in. The White Sox, Chicago White Sox, would be one of the three wildcard teams because they have a better record than uh, pretty much everyone else in the American League. They're just also dealing with the Twins and Cleveland that also are on fire right now. They're both beating up on the Royals and the Tigers. And the AL West, Oakland and Houston would be in. Now, the other wildcard team for the American League would be Toronto. So you'd have three from the East, 
three from the central and then Oakland and Houston from the West. That would be your, uh, those would be your playoff teams in the, uh, American League with the Red Sox struggling, Orioles struggling, Kansas City and, uh, Detroit struggling and, uh, the Angels brutal, brutal 330, uh, win percentage and the Mariners out as well. Now, as we look to the National League, if the playoffs were to start today in the East, you got Atlanta and Miami would be in. Miami barely above 500 at 14 and 13. Uh, those would be your playoff teams in the East. So, uh, in the Central, you would have the Cubs at the one, the Cardinals. They have, even though they're below 500, the better win percentage over Cincinnati. Now, this is where it gets tricky with the Cardinals and what the MLB will do. To me, it's not fair. If your team gets in on win percentage, but they don't play as many games, I think the only way the Cardinals are uh, make it into the playoffs is if they get all 60 games in, or you could argue 59-58. You know, one or two games maybe, but I would even be uh, okay with them pausing the season, letting the Cardinals play whoever they need to play to make up those games to get to 60, and then determining the playoffs. I think those would be those games would be fascinating to watch. They'd be amazing drama, and it's only the fair way to do it. Uh, and then the Dodgers in the West and the Padres in the West. Now, the wildcard teams in the, in the NL would be Colorado – and they would be at a 484 win percentage, the Mets. So you'd have three from the East, two from the Central, and three from the West. Uh, still now, again, 30 games to go. Uh, plenty of time uh, for a lot of these teams to make movement. Uh, and there's some fascinating storylines to watch as far as divisional movement. I will say this. The Cubs and the Cardinals right now, obviously they're in some slumps. They're on three-game losing streaks. Uh, they got a lot of baseball still to go, especially this weekend, a lot more baseball. Cubs got the doubleheader day. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, what worries me about the Cardinals right now is this sludge. They have so many games and very little time off, and they're so young right now as they're trying to bring these guys up. It's just been a mess uh, with COVID and the Cardinals. But can they do it? They're hanging in tight right now. Again, all you got to do is be uh, second place in the division. And the wild card, they're not too far out because uh, the Mets are right there at a 484 win percentage. Uh, The Cardinals only a couple spots behind. I feel confident about the Cubs only right now because they got off that hot start, that 13 and three, that I don't see them falling behind the second place in the, in the, in the central, especially with how bad Pittsburgh is. And uh, Milwaukee's really been struggling as well. Uh, so it's really interesting storylines to watch. For. The other thing I'd, I would argue with baseball, what's fascinating right now, is how good are any of these teams? It's really interesting because there's bad teams in each division that are just getting beat up on. And so how good are they when you don't, haven't seen the Dodgers and the Cubs play? You haven't seen the Braves and the Cardinals pre- play? You know what I mean? You haven't seen uh, the the Rays and the and, and Cleveland play? It's hard to determine, but it's going to be fascinating to watch once we actually get to the MLB playoffs. We'll keep our eye on it. When we come back from this last break, NASCAR, 
I'm watching uh, the great American race. Well, not exactly, but it's at Daytona. We'll break it down and what Jimmy Johnson needs to do to get into the playoffs. You're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Go to CunisQuincy.com. Tell them Mark sent you. Buy a car today. You won't regret it if you buy it from Cunis Country. KHMO Weather Spot. Two minutes, a child becomes a victim of sex trafficking in the U.S. It's happening right now. Don't turn off the radio or change the channel. Don't cover your kids' ears, no matter how much you want to ignore it. Child trafficking is real. In fact, it's happening in your town. And you know what our greatest weapon against child trafficking is? It's our children. It's time to act with PACT. That's Partners Against Child Trafficking. PACT works to teach students how to identify the warning signs of child trafficking so they can help other vulnerable kids around them. PACT student ambassadors receive in-depth training on the issue and design a project to raise awareness, reduce victimization, and disrupt demand. Visit PACT.city to start donating today. That's P-A-C-T dot C-I-T-Y. And for as little as $5 a month, you can help end child exploitation. You're listening to Doug, Jen, and Victoria. Who the hell is Cardi B? Who Cardi B is? Really? No, I hear about her all the time. It's not like I'm like vacant to her name. I hear that she wants to do the State of the Union redress rebuttal. Like I hear all that. I couldn't tell you <laughs> what song she sings. You know, your grandmother used to say, "Turn that trash off." That's what you feel like, and it happened to me at 40 years old. So there you go, Cardi B. Uh, who knows? <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Happy Valentine's Day. You're the Spice Girl. For more DJV, get the podcast at djvshow.com. Stefan, seven days a week on KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Country, Honda, Hyundai, over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. If you're in the market for a vehicle, you've heard me say it before, I'll keep saying it. You are just not doing yourself, you know, enough if you do not check out the great people at Cunis Country Honda Hyundai at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. I'm telling you, just go on to CunisQuincy.com or stop by the dealership. I know you may think, oh, I was at this dealership earlier and I think I, I this is the car I want. Again, just stop by, check them out, see what they're all about. They live and breathe the faith, family, giving back motto. CunisQuincy.com. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll, I know they'll cut you a great deal at that point. Uh, all right, we got a, a closing out the show here in the last couple minutes. I want to mention that if you haven't been watching NASCAR, I've been watching more NASCAR this year than ever before. A lot of it was because they got back to uh, racing uh, you know, before a lot of other people, and it kind of reignited my love for NASCAR that I had when I was – a teenager and watched a lot of NASCAR. Jimmy Johnson, who is the greatest NASCAR driver of my lifetime, you know, in my era of watching NASCAR. Obviously, I was alive during uh, Dale uh, Earnhardt Sr., but uh, died when I think that I was like 10 when the crash happened. But certainly, Jimmy Johnson, the GOAT of his era, seven uh, championship wins. This guy is four points out behind his teammate, William Byron, in the 24 car to get into the playoffs. Tonight is the final race. It's at Daytona, 6.30 on NBC. I'm going to be watching every minute of it. Jimmy Johnson starts seventh. Now, obviously, a win gets you into the playoffs. There's only 16 spots. 
Um, there, so there are there are guys who are locked in because of points. The top thirteen are all in. One through ten, they all have a race win. Harvick, Hamlin, Koslowski, Logano, Elliott, Truex Jr., Blaney, Bowman, Dylan, Cole Custer, the rookie Cole Custer. They all have wins. They automatically in. Amarola, Kyle, and Kurt Busch are all in on points. Clint Boyer, Matt DiBenedetto, William Byron, they're sitting in right now at 14, 15, and 16. But they don't have wins. Whoever Whoever wins, if it's one of the guys who don't have a win, they're in. But Jimmy Johnson can get in on the points. He's just got to win some stage points, finish above William Byron. It's going to be fascinating to watch. I cannot wait. NBC 630. I'm rooting for you, Jimmy. I want to see Jimmy get a win, get in the playoffs, maybe make some history, have a miracle run. Uh, it's been a struggle for him all season. Had the COVID uh, scare as well. Uh, Jimmy, Rooting for you. I can't wait to watch tonight. Uh, I, I will not be watching the Cubs' second doubleheader. I will be watching NASCAR. I can't wait. Can't, can't wait. Uh, speaking of what to watch for, obviously the NBA games that we talked about earlier. You got the Bucks and Orlando at 2.30 today. You got Houston, Oklahoma City at 5.30 today. You got L.A. and Portland at 8 p.m. today. Uh, you got more NBA action tomorrow. Uh, you have game one of Celtics Raptors on Sunday. That, yeah, that series are moving on. Uh, can't wait to watch it. I think that's going to be a seven gamer. It's going to be so much fun. I'm actually going to take the Celtics to win that series, by the way. Uh, I like the Celtics in the series. I like their length. I like their youth. I like their three point shooting ability. I like Kemba. Love Jason Tatum. So I think they just had the star power. I'll take the Celtics, uh, over the Raptors. Uh, that's my prediction, but I think it maybe goes seven. Clippers, Mavs, 3-2. I want to watch the Clippers uh, give a game back. I, I hope that uh, Luke is healthy. I hope that Kristaps uh, is healthy. I want to see Mavs, Clippers go game seven, and then Nuggets, Jazz on Sunday. In the baseball world, uh, I uh, Cubs doubleheader today. Uh, you got uh, Reds, uh, Cubs, Bauer versus Darvish. That's the pitching matchup to watch. I'm definitely going to be watching that. Uh, Cardinals, uh, they're against Cleveland today, 12-15. Listen right here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Flaherty takes the mound, and then the Cardinals and Cleveland again, 115 tomorrow with Wainwright on the mound. A lot of great action to watch, so check it on out. A lot of good sports. A great weekend to open up the windows, crack a cold one. Watch some NASCAR, watch some basketball, watch some baseball. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. You can't beat it right now. Then we're getting football. Uh, next week, we'll make our NFC predictions, so stick around for that. Thank you so much for joining us. It's on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Obviously brought to you by the great people.